Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Since we've been on, yeah, we've been on in a while, man. <clears throat> I've been on a hot streak of people you ain't Dude, never met. It's music, man. You've been killing it with music. I got so many more on the way. Really? It's lined up till the end of the year, man. Nice. It's just getting to them and setting up a time and date, you know, like the Grammy winner. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a fucking thing. It's just yeah. getting getting everything set up. Yeah. It's it's so fucking hard to get a date. You ready? Oh, oh yeah. You got it ready? Getting there. You know. This this internet's out here in the. Oh shit! I should have put you on the Wi-Fi. Oh no, that's cool. I got one I need right now. We'll start out with uh, me welcome you to yeah. the fucking stick, son. Yeah, way out. Not off the deep end, but way out in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Which may be a better, because, I mean, we're not that conspiracy tonight. Yeah, no. It's... We're just having a good time popping a wheelie, talking yeah. about music. Yeah, I'm cool with it. You know, 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Original Woodstock. Solar Eclipse. Solar Eclipse. Um... Area 51 rate thing is a little old. Yeah, I was, yeah it's kind of dated now because yeah. it's not even, it's not a hot topic anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm ready to interview him. Tight. You want a cigarette? <laughs> Sorry, before we get going, man, I suck. <laughs> no, you good. Do, uh, I feel like I need to dump this. I got this, oh, no, not that one. I got that guy. There you go. You got a lighter? Yeah. Dude, some reason I've been holding my lighters in my hands. Well, I don't lose them. Yeah? I don't know. You have been doing that a lot tonight. Yeah, I just hold it in my hand. It's in your hand. I held it in my hand the whole way here. While I was driving. Something about the sticks make you nervous? No, I just, I don't know, man. I just. Getting back to the primal aspect, I have fire. Fire, 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 fire. me, I make fire, fire. How blow your mind? Oh, there it is. Yep, man, I'm ready whenever you are now. Tight. That'll probably be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with it, shit. <laughs> 
welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk, and not just any episode. For the next few episodes, and I can't tell you for how long, we're just celebrating making Porch Talk a year old. Happy birthday to the podcast, man. Happy birthday to Porch Talk, man. Yeah. Oh, man. We're nice. celebrating it all month. Nice, dude. Yeah, well, hey, it's my third year on the air at night, dude. And hey, we're, yeah. tonight we're just gonna celebrate. That sounds great. I dig it. And so, man, we got a. This is a off the deep end episode, but it's more like off in the woods. Yeah, off in the woods. We'll go off in the woods tonight. So let's let's give you the background on this. Is uh, me and John were ready to get together for some time to do another podcast and. We could never nail, nail down a good time, and uh, we were. What was it? Was it last night or the night before? I think it was the night before last. Yeah. He shot me a text. He's like, "Man, we just got to get back on together." Absolutely, man. I'm ready. What's tomorrow? Let's do tomorrow. And like, we tried hard. We tried hard to make it work. Yeah, we tried both of us, and it just there wasn't no way. And then today, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. It didn't look like it was going to work. And he's like, I'll come to Kennedy. Yeah, I'll just come to Kennedy. After I get done doing stuff at the station, I'll be there. And so, welcome to the sticks, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm from right down the road. So Reform, right? Yeah. It's not It's not all that far out of the way for me. Yeah. Something special in 2019, especially right now, is incredibly remarkable, historic and it was something that I was just hoping was going to happen. Dude, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. The 50th anniversary of Woodstock was going to be so good. I was I was going to do whatever it took. As soon as they put the pre-sale up for tickets. Oh, dude, I was so sorry. I was sitting there looking at it. I was sitting on go, I checked like you every said. day, man. I checked every day. Because I, I was going. I didn't care what I had to sell. Man, let me tell you what I had to say. exactly. I'll get yeah. some plasma. Yeah, I got plasma. Yeah. Dude, can, there can be many more little Johns running around. <laughs> I mean, they'll buy Siemens, I think. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe not for me, but I'll try and sell it. <laughs> and uh, I told you the links that I was going yeah, to. Yeah, is uh, I had already called my best friend. I was like, dude. Yeah, so you had made actual plans. Yes. Yeah. You were you were set up. Yeah, I had everything set, dude. Yeah, you had your. It flight. was gonna be right. Yeah, yeah, you were ready. And I was like, I had transportation down. Like, taking off work wasn't even gonna be an issue. Yeah, I mean, we had we had the air. Yeah, you could have been like, all right, I'm gonna pop up here for the show. Then, like next day, we got to go back down. Yeah, and we're back. And then you're back, ready for work Monday yeah. morning. Yeah. So I called Sid, man. I was like, hey, man, we gotta go. He's like, I've already been looking at it, dude. I was about to call you. I was like, same wavelength. I said, look, this is what I'm thinking. It's like instead of just trying to take off like a week of work, like trying to take Wednesday through Friday and then Monday and Tuesday of the following week just to make it work, why don't I try to get us a pilot and we fly? Do it if you're bad. I mean, that's the best way. That would have been the best way to go about it, I think. And so, man, it wasn't even a month ago I had met a chick that uh, she had just got her piloting license. There you go, man. And, um... Like, I just threw it out there at her. I was like, look, I like to fly. And I especially like flying in a small little crop plane or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know all the terminology for planes. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, It's yeah. fun. Just, yeah. I like riding. 
the first time I rode in a little prop, dude, the dude, the pilot, he tried to scare me. Like, he was, like, doing yeah, all that. Yeah, doing like, all, like, barrel rolls. Yeah. Well, he didn't barrel roll, but he would, like, you know, like, yeah, cut like it. Kick, tilt up yeah. to the side. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, look, we're upside down. I was like, man, man, this is cool and all, but I might throw up for real. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm about to vomit, dude. Yeah. Sorry about that, but, yeah, I'm about to throw up. And, um... So I, I always enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. And so we had that lined up. I had already contacted people I knew in the area in New York. And so like if we wanted to get out of the festival, and by the way, we had a way from the little airport we would land in to the show. Oh, yeah. So I completely eliminated like all transportation. And I told her, I was like, look, if you'll fly us up there, I'll buy your ticket. The weekend's on me. Just fly us up there. And I didn't even think about it, man. I was like, them damn tickets is going to be like 600 oh God, bucks. no telling how expensive. But it didn't matter, dude. Like, I was I was like, this is once in a lifetime. This is the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. I was like, I'll take out a damn loan if I have to. I'm going to go to this thing. I wanted to go so bad. Man, I, as soon as they announced that they were even thinking about having one, they've been talking about it for two years now. The 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Been trying to plan it. Yeah. So they've been... Oh, put, I have been following the hype, man. Putting out projected lineups. Yeah, and they have been throwing out lineups for... Golly. So many And, like, years. the latest one they put up, I was like, if that happens... Yeah, I'm going. Dude, because they were bringing Santana back. Yep. He was at the first one. Dude, the lineup was uh, pretty solid day one. Is you know, the Killers headlining, Miley Cyrus, and then, as you said, man... Santana. Yeah. Back from the original. Yeah. Then you got the Lumineers, the Racketeers, of course. Robert Plant's going to be there, or was going to be there from, he's an original, Zeppelin, played there originally. Yeah, but he was going to be there with his little side piece. Yeah, the Sensational Space Shift, I've never listened listened to to it. it. I've never listened to it. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's all right. Yeah, I've never listened to any Robert Plant solo stuff. Yeah. And so, like, what I was most excited about it was you had this band named Greta Van Fleet who was going to be there as well, and they've been compared to Zeppelin so much. I was just hoping to, like, maybe catch Robert Plant come out on stage with maybe the Kiss Kiss. Oh, yeah. And they sang together and maybe did a Zeppelin cover. That'd be cool. And I think it would be almost as if he was passing the torch on, man. Because, like, let me, let me tell you this, man. I, I don't like that. I've thought about it a lot. We talked about it here on the show. Is uh, The more I thought about it, I like I said, I, I own both of their albums. Yeah. I own the EP and then the um, the first album, whatever it's called, yeah. the Ages of Fire. Or yeah, whatever, Ages of Fire. Whatever whatever it is. And um, I, I like their music. I like their music. To say that they sound a lot like Zeppelin and like it's a Zeppelin cover that's a bit much for me I was like cause you can watch videos of these kids since they were like 11 yeah they, they're doing their thing they're doing so what if they sound like Zeppelin and by the way Jimmy Page and Robert Plant weren't exactly the most honest musicians they Anne Boleyn she wrote Babe I'm Gonna Leave You yeah that's my favorite Zeppelin song yeah, and then a lot of their big hits, like I mean, we could name off name fifty, off, yeah, fifty covers. And were they all ripped? No. no, but look, it was heavily blues influenced, and yeah. like the thing about it was supposedly they didn't give credit, and you, yeah. I don't see any credit mentioned. 
I didn't. No, you never. You don't ever. And like I say, that. I'm not trying. I'm a huge Zeppelin fan. I love Led Zeppelin and like Jimmy Page's influence and Robert Plant's influence. Like even over the music that they covered, you can go back and hear the original. And sometimes they might have just been stealing maybe a lyric or two. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a line or two. And like there were a lot of times where they would tip their hat to Muddy Water. Like yeah. they would have a line in a song to where they would tip their hat. Oh yeah. And so like stuff like that is cool, but like there were some songs that were just completely ripped. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, but that's were... been done forever. Well, you know, people say that in the music industry everything's been done. Yeah. Well, I mean so... there's only eight eight chords you can make. That's right. It's just you got so many major minors in that scale. There's only so many different ways you can interpret that scale. There's only so many sounds you can get. Yeah, and everybody's made them. Yeah, and you're just trying out there to pick a bone apart that everybody else has already picked. Yeah, and you're just like, let me see if I can get this one tone out of this note to sound different. That's a, that's what's crazy, man. We've been doing this music thing for like since the dawn of time, man. Like I don't care how far back you want to look at. Uh, historical books but I mean even with like if you want to take the Bible I mean since the very beginning like music was a thing singing like and humming and like I mean that's always been a thing we've been doing it for so long now that yeah, well, like it's almost Gregorian crazy like chants, the third yeah. chants and stuff back yeah. in the day yeah and so like you take just chants and like maybe just growls or yeah. however uh they say the the Gregorian chant was more like a throat roar, kind of like a turkey drumming almost in a way, you know? Yeah, some of that stuff. Yeah. And going from that to, like, creating the lute and the harp, and, like, then you start getting these cats who figure out theory and, like, like nail everything down. Yeah. And we've been doing this music thing for how long, and there can still be a song that comes out in 2019 that sounds like nothing else. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, only way you could come up with something... That didn't sound like anything else would come up, be come up with a whole new music theory. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people working on it. I'm sure. I'm sure people's working. That's pretty made out, dude. I know. I know. It's just, I don't know. It's it's the approach, and like I always think, like game changers, like some game changers were awful. Do you remember back in the early two thousands when? We were first being exposed to country and rap being together with Nelly uh, and goddamn Nelly Tim and Tim McGraw. That's right. What do they call them? Mashups. Do you remember MTV put out that like it had six tracks on it? Where uh, this was kind of Illuminati. Is when Lincoln Park got up with Jay Z. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was a great even, album. That was a good one. And even like after that, did you notice their album had a symbol in it for the rest of the? Yeah, every other album after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that goes deep there. I mean, they say that the Illuminati is deep in the music industry. They say it is the music industry. Yeah, pretty much it runs it. And whether it's sinister or what, we're not sure or no. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a member. I know that people that claim to be members of the Illuminati are very rich. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's something that goes along that, like, yeah, runs along with that, correlation. I'm all for it. And so let me ask you this. This hops off into a topic. We'll jump back to Woodstock. All right. This is off the deep end. We got to chase rabbits here, man. Rabbits, dude. We're on, we're on a trail here. I almost brought the picture to put up. I wish you would. Of the white rabbit. I wish you would have, man. I could just see the room with it. Yeah. It is. yeah. That's happening. Yeah. There needs to be a white it's rabbit over there. Yeah. I need to get one. Something, something needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> but. 
think about a lot of people who put off putting off their songs on, say, Spotify, or made it to where it was almost impossible to listen to it streaming. Okay. Think about those bands. Now, some of them were doing it maybe for personal or selfish reasons, or maybe just to be an asshole. Or maybe they were trying to make you discover music the way it should be discovered by you going out and actually buying the record or record the CD. And listening to it track by track. Yeah. We were talking about that when I rode in your truck. You're like, no, nah, I buy all the CDs. Yeah. I'm like, nah, you know, I can respect that. That music goes directly back to the musician. You see that stack? And I see a stack right across right, the And if you open that, and There's then if you open that, there is stacks. stacks on stacks on stacks, man. Like, that is that is my discography. That is, and then, like, I've got this vinyl collection that continues to grow. There's just some, and then the rest is in the closet. It's nice. Like, yeah, there's, there's albums on <laughs> albums on albums. I dig it. And so, like, that, that stack, though, that's for the show, man. That's people sending music in. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's a huge stack. That is. So, man, I love it. So, Porch Talk. Got some music. Lots of music, dude. I dig that. Those are that's in, awesome. That's indie artists, man. Man, that's a stack of them for sure. Yeah. That's cool, man. And so it's just... It's just a matter... Of, that's why we celebrate, man. Yeah, man. Dude, that's... Could you imagine that stack a year ago? No. Like, I'm, I recently made a post, man. Like, I remember a time... Like... I had no ambition when I started the show that it would be something like this. Yeah. Like I got it wasn't a lack of direction. I just didn't think I thought it would take way longer. Way longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were talking about that the other night and they was like, Man, it's when you were doing it on the porch and like it was you and Andrew and like you had Sid come up and play and like for the longest time it was just you playing on the show and you were playing originals and you were playing yeah. covers but like you always made the point to there's gonna be music on my damn show yeah no I, and I'm I'm a fan music like, music is what's important man it binds us all and now like I don't even have to play anymore no cause you got that stack <laughs> and stacks on stacks on stacks so yeah no dude Congratulations! I think that's congratulations, Mark. There. Thank you, man. That's ass. It was cool of you to come over and like just hang out in the. This is where it all started. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are out here in the woods, and you know, only about I'm gonna say probably twelve miles from my folks' house. Yeah, it's not far from Reform. Yeah, it's not far at all. Never would have known, man year ago think about it think about sitting here doing your first podcast at some point in this month yeah know, a year ago never in my wildest dreams man would I be like yeah I'm gonna have Big John on uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying I mean just we didn't know each other yeah we didn't actually know each other we knew of each other yeah and that was it yeah like, we had mutual friends yeah that was it and it was brought up one time like when I first started the show it was like five episodes in like it was Eric that texted yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, why don't you invite Big John? I see what you're trying to do. Invite John. Yeah. I was like, that's a good idea. And I've never done it. Yeah, no. And it's not like uh, I didn't think about it. I was like, there ain't no way. I was like, I mean, 
He does. He probably don't even listen to the show. I was well, like, no, I had, been, I had been kind of watching what y'all were doing because I know Cole, and uh, I had kind of been hearing about it through him, and I had been I had started following it when he started talking about it, and then I'm like, hey Cole, you need to bring Alan with you out one night, and we'll get together and talk about some stuff. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we, we kind of talked like that for a while, and then somehow I wound up getting your number, and I'm like, hey, let's do some crazy shit. Yeah, and that and was the end how, of it. That's how it started right there. I th- Yeah, and right when you said that, I think the next thing I said was, it's on. Yeah, let's do it. No problem. When? When? Yeah, that was that was your next one. You're like, when and what you want to do it on? I'm like, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. And we did music festivals and music disc festivals. golf, and yeah. so... Boom! We're at yeah. we're at music festivals again. Yeah, the the music festival, the festival of festivals. Yeah, the it's, one. It was a weekend of peace for over four hundred thousand people. You were telling the story about because where Woodstock was back in '69, it was off in the farmlands. Oh yeah, it was out in uh, out in New York, like. And so imagine this: like you were a farmer, and you like were, I. Imagine being the person who was going out to these farmers. Imagine how different they had to look from each other. Oh, man. Think about how the farmers felt with all these weird people coming up. Yeah. Because it was a farm town, man. You know, nothing, no, uh, no real, nothing other than just pasture. Yeah, and check this out. It's like, hey, man, is it cool if we used your pasture to do a music festival? Yeah. What? Yeah, we're only expecting... I mean, what was the expectancy really like? Like fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, two thousand people. Because you know there was no internet, no, no phones, and like really. it, was, it was so put on. Yeah, well, that's because you had all these people all over the nation. Wasn't Jimi Hendrix just coming back from England because yeah. he couldn't make it in the U.S. at the time? Yeah, yeah that's dude. why he left. Yeah, dude. Because he and he, he came back for this. Yeah, he came. back He was invited Woodside. back. Yeah. And so you had, and Santana was there. Santana was nobody. This is how Santana got recognized, man. Yeah, there was thirty-two acts, man, in the first one. Thirty-two original acts, three days, and the uh, owner of the property was that guy's name, Max y- Yasser, Yasker, yeah. some yeah. shit like that. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> he uh. He said that never in his wildest dreams would he imagine that it would have turned into what it was. He said at the first 40,000 people, he started getting a little apprehensive. And then when it reached 400,000 people, he said he was absolutely amazed that there was three days of peace. That many people in one place and there was no violence. Three days of peace, 400,000 people. And that was the main theme. Of the festival, yeah. man. Three I don't days know of if peace. You it. That was the name of it. Yeah, three days of peace. And you know, I think it's peace, love, rock and roll, man. I think I think that has to do with why it ultimately was canceled this time. I do too. I think I they was were, hoping I, we were going to talk about this. I was thinking, dude. I've been sitting here watching it. You know, I've been watching all the articles. I've been keeping up with it, seeing who dropped out, seeing who was staying around. And then I got to thinking about it, and I'm like... It was immediately shut down at one point. Yeah, it was like... It was like, um... 
I had made plans back in late May, yeah. early June. And I think I remember at the end of June or early July, like, the, the thing, like, it was official. Like, yeah. the thing had been... Yeah, it's done. It June was, like, they cut the head off. Yeah, it's like, you know... But then there were still rumors floating that there, there was so peak interest in, like, some yeah. of the people to play there. Yeah. And to put it on, but they were still trying to, trying to figure it. it out. Yeah. And that was nothing but a hoax, I yeah. guess, because, I mean, it didn't work. But like I think there was something more behind it. I think I think they were afraid that they they couldn't have three days apiece. I think if they if they had as many people, half as many people, and you know it would be ten times as many people. I would guess, dude. If this would have been put on, I would have said triple at least. I would say one point two million. One point two million at least. In one spot, there would be no way. Like the, like, this is the be world big. would shift. Yeah, they're like, this is gonna be too big. We can't do this. We'll have enough. And I'm telling you, because why I say this is like, you know what's ridiculous Jones. about Tupelo, Mississippi, is that there is a special tour that Europeans do, specifically from England, yeah. London. What did they give us? My God, they gave us the Stones, they gave us Zeppelin, yeah. they gave us the Beatles. So many more spoon. Um, and, and you know what on. they say? They hop on a plane, they come to Memphis and stay, and then they go on the ex- excursion tour to Tupelo to the birth home of Elvis Presley. Nice. And, like, I was just out there. We were there to pick Elvis up for the uh, Nashville show I done yeah. with Munson Brothers. Yeah. We, pop, we picked up a pop-up Elvis. Okay. Of, we thought it would be dope. And it and it was. A lot of people took pictures with it. It was yeah. cool, man. I mean, you know. It drew people in. Yeah, they're like, and it was like fun. What's this? It was why they got a pop of Elvis yeah, over here. I'm like, take a picture with the king. They're <laughs> selling beard oil. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it worked. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Because how much? Do, how why much wouldn't you want to come hang king, out? Yeah, why wouldn't you want to come hang out? How much product did the king use in his hair? Right. If I he would have had a beard, I bet he would have wore it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So Tupelo, Elvis's birthplace. They'll go that home and like I was just out there. We were buying a, a pop-up Elvis, like yeah. I was telling you. Yeah. And I noticed that everyone that got off that bus had an accent, and they were all from England. Yeah. And it bothered me. I didn't understand what was going on. And so I approached one of them while Munson was inside getting a pop-up. I said, what's going on around here? And she's like, what? And I was like, y'all come from the bus? I said, yeah. I said, from where? I said, Memphis, Graceland. I said, really? Mm. You got an accent. Where are you from? England. Really? Why are you here? See Elvis Presley. Excuse me? Huh? Elvis Presley. I wish I could do an English accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to try. No, no, no. Yeah. And I was like, well, man, this doesn't make any sense to me. And I was like, you gave us the Beatles, you gave us the Stones, Zeppelin. I, I could go on. I mean, yeah, like, why do you care about Elvis? Some of my favorite, like, rock bands right now, I mean, they're English. Yeah. Like, England's still doing the thing, man. Yeah, they're still killing it. Yeah. The English rock is still good. Yeah. And uh, I was so blown away by that. And she was so offended. She's like, Elvis started it all, honey. I mean, she ain't wrong, you know. He did start, I mean, he he copied it all. 
Right? From what? The blues. From where? The Delta. <laughs> you know. I had something I want to share with you. I had something uh, Coley said in. He's a listener of the show. Um, that the blues was actually founded in Louisiana. And the guy wrote a blues song about the, the blues being founded in uh, Louisiana. And that when you say that the blues was founded in Mississippi, and for those reasons that you're wrong, because the blues actually was founded in Louisiana. That's the whole song. Really? You've, we've got to listen to it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pause? Yeah, I'm cool with it. And during the break, a woman came up to me and introduced herself to me as being from Mississippi. <laughs> and she said, I have it all wrong. She said, the blues was born in Mississippi. There's three myths that I'd like to deconstruct for you. Myth number one is that the thing. blues was born in Mississippi. Myth number two is that the definition of blues is sad and melancholy down in the dumps, the blue devils. That's a fallacy. Myth number three, and perhaps the most damaging myth of all, is that the more primitive the blues man or woman, the more authentic they are. I want to introduce you to the original thought and philosophy behind the blues, and you will see that primitivism is the very antithesis of the blues. I was born into the blues and its culture there with, I came of age in my father's jig joint, Tabby's Blues Box down on the bayou in Louisiana. Same kind of thing. I didn't learn the music from books, a university library, or a music conservatory. I learned the music firsthand. It was passed down to me from my father and many, many, many others who came before me. Subsequently, in 1985, I was discovered, quote unquote. What are you at? I don't know, man. I mean, if you listen to... Uh, what what do you th- what do you think he's saying? Let's start with that. What do you think he's saying? I think he's saying that the blues came from New Orleans. I'm not New Orleans, Louisiana. But he was from outside New Orleans. Yeah, he was from outside New Orleans. He's saying he's from the bayous outside New Orleans, and he's saying that the blues came from there. Which, you know, if you listen to Delta, I mean not Delta Jazz, but if you listen to Dixieland Jazz, that's what they were playing in Louisiana early on and the Dixieland jazz has a lot of that blues feel man let me ask you this I, I would like to uh, he looks like a fairly young man yeah he does fairly young you know and so when he goes back to his grandfather like this is I need historicity I, yeah, need, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need dates timeline yeah we need a timeline I need dates because we know the timeline for the Mississippi Blues. Yeah. Like, I know Mississippi up and down. Yeah, we so know if you're that. So if you're going to tell me that Louisiana is the base... Not my grandfather. I need to know, well, was your grandfather 45 or... Like, 
When did he procreate? When did your father procreate? Yeah, we need to know dates on these guys. Because, you know, if his grandfather was down in the bayou in Louisiana playing the blues in 1927, we might have something. We may have something to go on. Right now, he's just saying. He's just saying. Yeah. That his grandfather. The thing about music, especially good music, it's the same with uh, good talk. Is uh, it goes with the waterway, and you know what came from the delta went where? Down into the Louisiana, down the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, obviously, either one picked it up from there, or the and other took picked it, back. it up from the other. I mean, one or two ways. We need a date. I gotta have a date. I need to have dates on this. And so I'll give him this. We can't give this date Lance Arms. It's gotta be No. I'm glad you dates. brought that up. So um it needs to be within three to five Lance Arms for me to be believable. Yeah. Three and to that, five Lance Arms. That may be a little much. Yeah. I mean some may say one to three. Yeah. Definitely one to three. Let's You're go one with one to three, three yeah. Okay. I fall suit because because we know we know the dates we know yeah and look Louisiana if you're gonna claim something you already have the jazz yeah do you really need the blues too what let, are you, what let are you Mississippi trying to do? have something yeah they gotta say the birthplace of the blues now yeah they're already the state bird of the mosquito yeah I mean, yeah I mean we don't have a whole lot to go on over yeah. there. We uh, set a record on tornadoes. Yeah, did that. So, longest heat wave in history. Columbus got really hot that one day. Yeah, it's 114. Yeah, no, I, I don't was know. There. If the, I think that was the real feel. I was in Starkville. It was a little cooler there. Like yeah, four well, degrees. It is a little cooler there, but four degrees. Dude, I got a theory on good music. All of it, like you can. That's why you can mash up so many songs. Cause good music, good songs will mash up because I think they got the same like rhythm. Is that why Ed Sheeran in a radio station pulled out his acoustic guitar and said name any pop song and I'll play it? Yes. And he was able and he was able to play it with the same four chords. Yes, it's all right there, man. It's all the same rhythm. Good music has the same basic I'm gonna say this and I wanna get off of it. But this is when country music died. Country music on the radio died. It was probably about twelve years ago. Do you remember? Do you remember late eighties country and early nineties country? Oh man, yeah, that was good. That was good music. And so something happened about twelve years ago. So we're gonna say early two thousands. They say that country music died with the clap beat. I think country music also died when Tim McGraw and Nelly got together. And, I that, think and that introduced an idea to people that should have never been given the idea. Yeah, and now we got Old Town Road. Achy Breaky Heart led the way to Tim McGraw and Nelly. And now, Billy Ray Cyrus is collabing on this Old Town Road song. And that, I mean, also people can, you can even stretch it as far as going, well, that's just the Illuminati involved in music. That's the the subconscious roar 
Like I can pick up that guitar and play Old Town Road right now, and I can yeah. play you every single pop song that's hot, hot that right has now. that has been hot in the past ten years. Yep, because it's all got that same rhythm. Think about like Backstreet Boys and Sync and all that. They all had the same thing. Yeah, everything, every bit of it. I think it goes off a of metronome. It is. I think they base their music. If you base your music off a of metronome, that's how they get the pop beat. But there's there's a there's a power play. On the guitar or on the piano, it's four shifts. Easiest pie, especially on guitar. Yeah. So you, you see, you're talking out of my realm right now because I don't. I yeah, play I'm the just, I'm, a little. Yeah, I'm just like, if you know C G D E minor. Yeah. Or A minor. You, you can play any pop song. Yeah. I can see that. And like, not in that order, but yeah. if you know those. Yeah. And like you just like learn, power if, you learn. You, and matter of fact, you learn one Ed Sheeran song. By the way, he broke the all-time record for like biggest tour of all time or whatever he just did. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. Well, yeah, I mean, but like most of his songs, and he signed off to it. It's like when he was, you know, his history is like I used to be a crap singer, and you know, yeah. I used to come play guitar good. He still can't play guitar good. He'll nice. tell you that. Yeah, he's, he's not a great guitar. He's not a good guitar player, but most of his songs follow that pattern is how you make a hit it is the natural hum of your head yeah. and when you hear a song like that it's, it, you call it immediately on yeah. it's like that song that gets on your nerves when you step out of the car and all you do while you're at work is you hum that song yeah. and it's it, it does that to you yeah, because I mean, it's your natural hum I fucking like, think about think about any Imagine Dragon song yeah I catch myself all the time at work doing it and hmm 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 yeah you know just doing it I'm like God. yeah it just stuck I'm you. and so there's there's a formula there's a formula to it and like when Ed Sheeran done that I was like well now I, you know yeah. if it wasn't already known everybody can do it yeah and so know. I respect the hell out of indie and singer songwriters who try to evade it as best they can to be yeah. uh, and you know creative. they may never get any you know big time big time popularity but they'll get their following it was a recent interview I watched it was a music interview they were interviewing like a, a he was a big Americana writer made like almost Jason Isbell size like big he was asking an interview about like his thoughts on his songs not getting played on the radio I've had this discussion he said instead of um, bitching about what's on your radio station yeah why don't you do something about it? Why don't you either, i.e., quit listening to radio yeah, I mean, and just listen to what you want to listen to or write them and try to change it? Yeah. Yeah. He said, if that, if that doesn't work, why are you bitching about something as simple as that? He's like, if those two options don't work, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, at this day and age, you've got the freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah, if, if you don't like something, then just don't deal with it, you know? You don't have to. Nobody's twisting your arm and this yeah. is all you got. And that was his thing. He's like, I'm not worried about my music being on radio. Personally, it probably wasn't even wrote for radio. That's that's yeah, why that's, he didn't... That's what that's, he didn't, he right didn't, now. He didn't follow that that count or however yeah. you want to put it that it can be done. You know, yeah. you just play those four chords and boom, you got you gotta, you gotta a hit, dude. Yeah. You just need a catchy chorus. Yeah, you just got to have something that's got, you know, a nice hit. If you got a good rhythm that can make your head nod, you've got a hit song, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the, you could talk about anything, like, 
there's a rap song from uh, Boozy Badass mm-hmm. called My Way. And there's a whole lyric in there how he's talking about getting his food. He's like, got to get the right hot sauce for my chicken. And he's like, that's, it's on the rhythm, though. And that's got your head nodding, you know. And yeah. Doesn't matter what you say. Say anything. Yeah. That's like Blues Traveler did it years ago, back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. With you know, Hook. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I say. Doesn't matter what I say. If I got a good rhythm, you're going to like it. Yeah. That's blues Travelers, dude. Um, number one, phenomenal harmonicist. Oh, yes. I saw them live in Memphis in May. Fat or skinny? It was the the mid-skinny. Mid-skinny. The, the fat skinny? Fat skinny? Okay. Is that... Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. That version. And, dude, he got like a sidearm of yep. harmonicas. And he's oh, yeah. swapping. Switching them out, man. And just going. Going and going. And I was like, they did a cover of Creep Radiohead. Yeah. Which normally, I'm a Radiohead fan, so like, they don't like that song being played. Yeah. So I respect that. Yeah. I almost like get mad when people cover it. I was like, man, like you don't even like Radiohead. There are so many better Radiohead songs. Yeah, why aren't you playing this one? Is it just because like, everybody knows it? Well, I was like, man, you could play High and Dry. Yeah, everybody knows High and Dry. <laughs> everybody knows that song. Yeah. You don't have to play Creep. Creep is, it's like, when Lana Del Rey covered Doing Time, man. So many better Sublime songs. Yeah. Why cover? Well, that was a cover to begin with. Yeah. A it cover a, of a cover. Yeah, it was a cover of a cover, which it was a kind of cover of a cover. Because the original was called Summertime. Yeah. And it was done by Ella Fitzgerald. So Lady R&B singer sang Summertime. And that's why in the beginning of the song, Doing Time... They go summertime and, and the living's, living's easy. easy, and then they change it just enough. Yeah, to make it doing time. To make it doing time. Me and, and my girl. Yeah, got, got this, this relationship. relationship. Love it so bad. Yeah, you know, it's dope. It's going and go. It's great song. Great song. Now, Del Rey kills it. She doesn't do a bad job. I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I'm a sublime purist. I'm, I'm the same, man. She does do a good job with it. I just I don't like it, man, because it's not Bradley. Yeah, and it's not. I didn't Rome. like Rome coming in. I like Rome because when I, you know, we talked about way back on the original, us together. I think Cobb was there and everything. Yeah, I saw them in when they first played their first show together as Sublime with Rome. They were billed on the lineup as Sublime or as Sublime. And then when I got to the show, Brad, or Rome never said anything about, hey, we're sublime. He never said, this is sublime, we're sublime. He's like, we're going to do these songs. Thanks to Bradley and Eric, I'm Rome. Yeah. Much respect to Bradley. I, after he did that, dude, it was good. I had no problems with him. Yeah. But now, you know... With uh, Bud not even in the band anymore, the drummer, Bud yeah. Wilson, he's not even in the band anymore. He, he, he took time off to be with his son, so now it's just Eric and Rome. 
So I'm kind of thinking they need to ditch the Sublime name pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to... Um, uh, it's like beating a dead horse, man. But um, with Queen... Queen, Be- yeah, dude. Before Queen, you had Smile. Yeah. Then Freddie Mercury. Yeah. We're not going anywhere with these teeth, man. No. And when you had, like, toward the end of the movie... I still hate that Queen hasn't received a dime from that movie. But it's not right. That's that's not that's their story. But like when Freddie left there toward the end when he got lost. Yeah. And then like he was making his own music and he figured out he's like, I'm Freddie Mercury, but this is not Queen. Yeah, this isn't Queen. And then they realized that we're Queen, but we don't have Freddie. Yeah, we don't have Freddie Mercury anymore. So we're are we Queen? Yeah. And it's that thing, man. Yeah, that's where you go. That's what it was with, with Sublime with me. Like, I I quit listening to Sublime after that. Like, I, I still listen to the old... Like, oh. I, I, I wore out 40 Ounce Freedom. But, yeah, over and over, yeah. But, yeah. um... Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't go past that. I left with Bradley. Like, Stone Temple Pilots, they put out Meadows. And it's a good song. Great but song. It's not Scott Wyland. It's not Scott. Not so Scott I don't, Wyland. That's not Stone Temple Pilots to me. No, I'm sorry. That's the rest of it. It's like Alter Bridge and Crete. I mean, I know that is a shitty transition reference, but <laughs> Alter Bridge to Crete. When Scott Stapp left Creed, yeah. they said, okay, without him, we're not Creed anymore. Or it was probably some kind of legal battle with his crazy ass. And yeah, whatever the case. They couldn't, whatever the case was. They said, okay, without him, we're not Creed anymore. We're going to be Alter Bridge. So, they actually went about it the same way. Or the right way, not the same way. That's why I like, uh, like the Black Keys ever going to be at Woodstock. I don't know yeah. where you stand with Black Keys. You may hate them. But nah, they're... I dig them, man. I like the Arcs better, though. The Arcs are good. Yeah, I like the Arcs. I like much, uh, Dan Arbok by himself. Yeah, and I also Dan like Arbok Patrick Carney's band when he's not playing with Black Keys. Yeah, yeah. At one point in time, we were talking about how a lot of people wouldn't put their music on Spotify. Yeah. And Tool's so, the main one. Tool's a big one. Okay, and that recently happened. This this month, dude. Yeah. Early August. That's, and that's that's a big deal. And uh, super huge deal. And you know the main reason, like, there's a lot of rumors that always circle around about Tool. Can I tell you something about Tool? And Tool fans, and I don't want to disrespect any of you. No, or man, I never. don't. I don't want to disrespect Tool. Yeah. But man, that is the weirdest relationship. Oh yeah, they he they hate he Maynard, the lead singer, hates us, the fans. Yeah. And he wants to make us hate them. I don't know why. But it, only, and it doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's the opposite All effect. All this shit's go, and that's why he does it, dude. Dude, if you would have said in, let's say, let's go back to July or not July. Let's go back to, well, we can go to July. July of last year. Okay. When a new Tool album was just a rumor, you know, maybe it's coming. You know, they were playing some shit that nobody had ever heard live and. Stuff like that, and then does he come out? Does he actually come out and front the band now? 
I've I heard a rumor that he actually come out in front of recently. When I saw Tool at Voodoo, he was still in the riot suit in the back, in the shadow. Yeah. When the videos I watched from recent tours now now he's all out in front just like he is with all his other bands, dude. And I'll tell you something crazy else about Mannard. It's like, I like his other bands more than I like Tool. I like Pussifer probably the most. I think Pussifer might be my favorite. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, and like I say, I'm not disrespecting Tool. No, never. They're Tool. great. They have their place. But they, they have relevant. their place. They weren't relevant in July of last year. No. And I think, the, I think that what he done was just brilliant. Yeah, super because brilliant. Because it made marketing. so many people talk about it. They've been, dude, they've been, you know, they kept their sales in the news... We're breaking up. Fuck those dudes, and yeah. I don't like these guys. Da, three da, years da, da. ago, that's all bullshit. They all like each other. They don't get along, and they don't record in the studio together. That's because they don't want to contaminate each other's ideas. It's not because they that's, can't get along, dude. That's crazy to me. It's because they don't want to contaminate the other person's ideas for what needs to happen with the song. So then the person can put down their idea on the song and they listen to it collectively as a band and they're like, uh, no, no. Let's not do that. I, uh, all my time in the studio, I've recorded two ways. And, um, the first way it was pretty much solo. Like, uh, the first track I laid was the guitar. Like the rhythm. And then the second part, I would lay the vocal track. Yeah. And then we would step into the studio. I didn't have a drummer. Yeah. And we would do um, a studio drummer. Yeah. I got that album. It's right over there. I'll, I'll show that to you. Yeah. That's, that's nice. my little EP from when I was 18. Nice. Yeah. And she put uh, it on the local lick show. Dude, you don't want to hear that shit. I'll show it to you. Um, uh, they're not bad songs. They were. I, they you just, can say something for good songwriting, and you know. I, maybe I'll let you hear it. I'll see what yeah, you think. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not, we'll, we'll do that later time. Yeah, later. Yeah, not, not, not now. But yeah. uh, um, and then I would come back in and lay the bass track. Yeah. And then I would come back in and lay lead guitar. And on one of the tracks, there's some Monica, and that would be laid last. Yeah. And, like, so each was layered. Like, it started oh. with the rhythm, and then you had the singing, and then you build it up, and so on. And there is that idea of, like, building, but to hear about that, and then, like, my second recording experience that I've had was, like, recording with a full band. Yeah. Is, man, we all went in there together as a band. And we all like that up. We got to do it over. I felt like there were more takes than necessary, so I, that may be the thing. Well, see what they do. I think what I understand is they write the lyrics, send it off. They agree on the lyrics. They write the music parts to the lyrics. Yeah. Have some studio singer or something or other do the recording of the vocals 
they do all the music, and then they send all the music mixed down to him to Maynard. Yeah, and then he harmonizes the vocals with the music. And if he can't harmonize the He's, vocals with the music, he, he sends, sends it, it back. right back. And that's why it took him fourteen years to make a new album. Yeah, man. Because you know you had make making wine. There's been lots of wine. There's been lots of grape har- grapes harvested since Tool's last album. Yeah. There's been an A Perfect Circle album recently since Tool's last album. And so There's, you're saying this one? Yeah. No. He's he's been working on all this stuff, and then if they write, let's say they write the wrong rhythm. They have to go back and rewrite the rhythm, and then when you rewrite the rhythm, I'm sure they do it like you did. You write the rhythm first. Yeah. That's why you start there. Yeah. That's the whole base of the song. Yeah, that's where you start. You either start with the drums or you start with the rhythm guitar. Yeah, so I would I would do the rhythm and sing, and if yeah. I couldn't sing with the rhythm, I'd then you you'd scratch, scratch, scratch it, and right then start over. Yeah, normal, normal ways. Yeah. And it wouldn't take you 14 years to make an album. No, I mean I literally done a. EP in like three hours. Yeah, because you were and there, was, and that was going back in and redoing and and rewriting and yeah. But I mean, it was a one man operation, and like I'd done it piece by piece, and like I couldn't imagine being the singer and like all the work being done, then coming in and be like, <laughs> no. Like well, think uh. about think about it. Think about being Maynard James Keenan, where he has himself set. Yeah. Think about him coming in and being like, "No, I'm the singer." Think about his com- you know, the the com- complex attitude he portrays through his interaction with fans, which is not good, not good at all, unless dealing with Tool. Now, with the other bands, he'll sign autographs. He'll he's a front man. That's what kills me about it. That's what kills me about Tool is like, man, I don't like Tool fans and Tool. I was like, I don't know why you even care. He, like, he's such a dick, man. He tries to be his mouse. Yeah, dick. You know what's crazy about him is uh, he has um, a speech impediment. Yeah, uh, what's it? you can tell it like if he's real drunk. Yeah. Or something fucked up on like stage. Like when they when they wrote, um, they done this on the album, "The Good Times Are Killing Me." Yeah, the speech impediment really come out. Yeah, because if he's drunk, fucked up, the 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 speech impediment comes out. Yeah, he was at slots, dude. You could tell he's fucked up. Yeah, I hate to hear that he's a dick, man. But I could see such that, an man. ass, man. I, I could I could like uh, I could imagine that he like, was sitting I, there I playing he, guitar to like one of their hits. And he looks over at their rhythm guitar. She's like, "Speed the fuck up!" And I'm like, "Damn, yeah." I'm like, "Whoa, buddy, it's not that big a deal, man. Yeah. We're all digging it, you know. Yeah. Y'all are doing great. It's all right. It's okay. We're ha- we're having a great time. We all felt like you know it was Christmas and couldn't your dad couldn't find the screwdriver to take the damn toy out of the box. Yeah, is how we felt when." He's like sitting there patting his foot on stage saying, speed the fuck up. Yeah. To his rhythm guitar player. Yeah. Uh, chill out, man. Yeah, man. I mean, we're good, buddy. We're having a great time. 
Yeah. And I don't know, man. It tripped me out. And especially, you know, I've seen, I've seen Tool four times. Never seen Maynard be a front man. Yeah. Seen a perfect circle one time. Saw Maynard be a front man. Saw Pucifer one time. Saw Maynard be a front man. Right. Seen videos from this new tour. Maynard's being a front man. Yeah. So I can only hope next time I get to see him. And now that they're dropping their music on Spotify. And well, that's, that was awesome, dude. They're, every single album from Tool is in the top ten rock streaming service. I wonder why. Streaming service that's why I think it's so brilliant. So brilliant, because now everybody's going everybody's gonna to get that notification that says, hey, Tool's new album dropped. Let me, let me ask you this. You're a radio guy. Yeah. But you, you had the same heart as I do. Is um, I have these talks with great rock bands yeah. that I think are great, but they can't be heard. Yeah. They, they, they can't get traction. And so we're having these discussions. Yeah. It's like, what can I do? Well, I can play on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah but then what? I mean, that's all I can. That's what this. Yeah. That's the, that's the length of me. Yeah, no. I'm. I can get you a gig. Yeah, I can get you a gig somewhere, man. Yeah. But, and so they're considered instead of, and they put three albums out, no traction, and they're good. It's a problem, man. It's that rhythm we were talking about. And so they're considering, and like last conversation I had with the front man was, man, we've been grinding this thing out for almost a decade. And nothing's happening. And I was like, dude, you got two options. I was like, you give in to what music does today in America, or you move to England. Yeah. And let America forget and blow up over there and then come back. And then they're like, oh, this English band's awesome. Well, actually, no, we're from America. Y'all didn't like us. So we went somewhere where music was. That's right. And they liked us. That's what it takes sometimes. I mean... But but the first option is stop putting out CDs. Yeah. Stop putting out EPs. Yeah. Drop singles. Yeah. That's what the music industry's turning into which is now, a, man. Which is a tragedy. Even the way that... I'm, I don't want to go off into this. Corporate radio. You have a um, 10 to 30 minute span to catch my attention. So what will you play? The hits. Yeah. Something you want to hear. Something we think you want to hear. And so there leaves no room for me to actually explore. No. And that's that's why I like kind of how I do stuff sometimes. Because I'll see, you know, I look at the log when I'm doing my shift. And I'm like, man, we just played this song yesterday at the same time. Because, you know, I look at that stuff because I don't like listening. When I'm listening to my music at my desk, I don't like to sit and listen to the same songs every day. So, you know, I don't mind listening to the same artist every day. I, I do that all the time. I do that every day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the same song from the same artist at the same time every day. So, like, when I get on, I go in and I change. Like, I go in and I adjust the lock to make it to where we're not playing not the monotonous. same songs at the same times every day. 
Because I remember, dude, when I used to, before I started working at the Fox, when I was working at Machine Shop. I told you this story. Sit your watch by it, man. You could, I could sit your watch by when I was going to hear Simple Man by yeah. Leonard Skinner. Oh, yeah. And I try and, and make that I could that tell different. you again when I was about to hear Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Scramble on. Yeah. That's going to be about 138. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, could, I was like, well, I know what time it is. Three, 345, Shine Down Bully. Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, man. And so I get it with Mannered and doing that. And so to go back to music festivals and we'll start wrapping this thing up is like Jack White. Beautiful. I want to go, go here just a second. Is Jack White, Black Keys. We hopped off there early. Yeah. I'm not throwing anything at anybody else. I know that a lot of people are doing everything that they can do to keep the blues and rock and roll alive. Yeah. But there is something about when Jack White or the Black Keys step up to the plate. It's they because bring it. they have a heart for. Um, it's not even them. The media loves them. Yeah. Well, Jack White's so weird, and so mysterious because he stays to himself. He just makes music. Doesn't use plays cell shows. Doesn't use cell likes phones. baseball. Likes baseball. Keeps check to this himself. out. He does like Dave Chappelle. I wanted to ask you about this. This is perfect. Okay. How would you feel? And you know my thoughts on cell phones. Is um, you went, you bought tickets to a Jack White show, whether it was the Rackin' Tours or you yeah, see Jack White or who, whatever band yeah, he White had. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You had your phone placed in a sack, and that sack was magnetically sealed to where you couldn't open it. Now, if you needed to go out to use your phone. You could go to one of the security guards, and all of them have it. They'll unlock your phone, so you can go out and make a call. But while you're in that show, using your phone is illegal. No, I like it. I like that, dude. I look. Now, ch- now check this out. Dave Chappelle done it too with his comedy. Jack White done it with his music. I wish it was done. Everybody. Everywhere. But check this out. Is Jack thought he said this in an interview because Jack doesn't use cell phones supposedly. And he said this in interview was uh, that was what the whole interview was about was like uh, like you're you're kind of an outsider because you're not up with the latest technology. Yeah. He's like, I feel sorry for people. He's like, I'm out here having lunch and enjoying everything that's going on, and I look around and I see everybody just sewing to their phone, yeah. and I'm actually taking everything in, and they're just taking in whatever's on the screen. I pity. Pity him. Oh, hell yeah. And so when you come to my show, and he said, I thought this would be backlash. He's like, I thought, like, when you walked up and you got your tickets to the show and you were presented a bag, you had to put your phone in it and told you wouldn't be able to access it until out of the show, that you would walk off in anger and wouldn't buy tickets to the show. Or do you want a refund? Yeah. And he said, the opposite. More, no, pe- man, no. more people were drawn. And he said, like, during the show, that more people were having a real experience. That's dude. Ever since I went to that Jack White show at State, and he stopped the show when he started seeing cell phones come up in people's face, he's like, "Put the phones up, or I'm not going to start back." And they even came out and said, "There's no cell phone photography or video during this show." We've had this discussion time and time again, and um, I've had a, a friend of mutual friend of both of ours, John Myers. Yeah. He's got a child. He's yeah. 12 now. Yeah. He's got a grown kid. He's got a big kid. And um, 
I was having a discussion while he was on with me about pictures and like how when I'm out, whether I'm in the mountains or I'm at the beach or I'm at a show, like I might leave my phone in the truck. Yeah. No. I don't need it. <laughs> what am I going to need a phone for? Yeah, I'm, really. I'm, I'm where I'm going to be. Yeah, this is where I am. I got people around me that yeah, knows I'm not I trying am. to take a picture or make a video. I'm yeah. trying to be in the moment. And his rebuttal was, yeah, but you might want to have that moment later. And I get that from a fatherhood standpoint. I think we're too reliant on our cell phones, though. There's nobody using film. So what's going to happen with our clouds when they turn the power off? Mm. If you're going to take pictures and have pictures, I say go film. Let your cell phone just be something. If you have cell phone pictures... I would say copy them, make them a hard picture. Don't don't rely so much. Yeah. On your phone, because I've noticed even going to shows. And I mean, what do you say about like most people put it right on Instagram for everybody? Oh to see man, everybody's got to see what I'm doing. No man, no. That's that's kind. I mean, that goes into a whole nother. Aspect. Or like uh, like Snapchat, for instance. Like I know a guy like his Snapchat. You you know it every time he goes out to see a show. Yeah. Because his because his whole thing is. I was like, and like I just sent him one. I was like, man, the whole time you were there, did you ever put the phone down long enough to realize that you were seeing that band? Yeah, it's cool, and it was pretty cool what you were doing. Yeah, and I was like, I appreciate your video on it, but I just swiped right over it because I didn't care. Yeah, I don't. don't Number one, because I wasn't there. Terrible sound quality. Yeah, it's your phone. Yeah, I don't want to hear your terrible sound quality video. I'm not gonna be able to make out anything you're saying. This is, I'm at work right now, and this is 12 hours after your story, and it's still loud as hell, and you're talking about, fuck this shit. Yeah. I mean, I saw you spill the beers. You was picking your phone up, Yeah, man. you Come were on. picking your phone up, man. Come on, man. Oh. Worry more about the beers. Dude, no, since I've stopped using my phone, like, I have to take some pictures at shows that I go to. I try and take empty stage. I try to make videos of every podcast. And how many podcasts have you been on where like I actually like? Oh, I'm, gonna take a to, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the the, the, the angle over. No, nah, man. I mean, even like uh, I had Faye Webster on. I didn't take a picture. I didn't make a video. Yeah, man. I didn't even think about it. And like after it was over, like when I was man, getting I ready to when I was getting ready to post the episode up, I had the brain trust text me and it was like, "You got a video or a picture to like." prove it I was like no you can hear her voice yeah man I got her voice man uh, like, that could be anybody man. Alan you gotta start you gotta do better man come on man I was you like I, I, pictures. I, I'm sorry man I was like I was just there yeah we were just doing it we were yeah. just doing the thing you know and I enjoy shows so much more than I even touching my phone man like everybody's like I'm gonna get a video of bro 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 I'm like cool when you go back to listen to it, it's going to sound like shit. Yeah. You're not going to like it. You're going to be like, man, I should have just enjoyed this this song while I was there. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel, man. I'm like, I'm just going to be here. I'll leave my phone in my pocket and only use it when I have to. And so it's that same type of thing. But like when I went to Bill Street Music Fest and I called Jack White's band when they were touring Borden House Reach. Okay. Uh, it was two years ago. And... uh I mean, it was a music festival, so the requirement wasn't there. But even then, like, I looked out in the crowd and I saw so many cell phones, and I was like, dude, oh, you're missing it. You're missing the best part, <laughs> trying to hold your phone up. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're missing. Man, you could be moving right now. Yeah. See, that's my thing, man. It shows you need to be there for the music and not for your friends. If you go to a show, you chose to go there. That's what I'm saying. That's like, okay, let's take a social media thing. It's like, okay, with Porch Talk, and a lot of my social media is like, all I talk about is the podcast. Yeah. Predominantly because I want you to know about the podcast. Yes. And like, I try to video and do some photography for the show, but real talk, man, like, when I go out, like, this coming weekend. Yeah. You gonna take any videos, man? I've got three shows, and I probably won't even take my phone. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. You know why? I don't need my phone while I'm on the road. I don't need my phone while I'm at the show. And I dang sure don't want to hear from you on my way from the show. No. I need to get home. And that's going to be the end of it. It was like, oh, man, that's so... What if you have road trouble? Well, I'll deal with it like I did with it when I was 16. Yeah. I'll get out and I'll change the tire or I'll pop the hood and figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out, man. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I think we rely too much on them, man. Bro, somebody asked me one time, man, how did you live without a cell phone? I said, dude, I lived years without a cell phone. Like, I got a cell phone when I was a kid. You know, I was probably, I think I was... Uh, and that Nokia brick. That brick Nokia, 15 years old. Probably and still survived today. I mean, if I could... Figure, Full battery. If I could figure out a way... Pop if a I wheelie. could find it, I could turn it on, I guarantee it. Yeah, man... And now my kid, she's got the iPhone XR, you know, this wild phone, and she's 10 years old, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know what to do. My phone had Snake. Yeah. She's playing, you know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever she wants. Watching whatever. Mm -hmm. YouTube, whatever. It's crazy, man. Technology, it's a beast. And if you it's it's a it, necessary evil in a way, I think. Oh man, there's no avoiding it. Check this out, man. We were talking about this on the, the last podcast. It's like think about like just in a couple of years how um professional drivers, truck drivers, they'll no longer have a job because of the big robotic could be automated yet. Tesla's and it's already, already proven it. And it's already happening in plants is like uh we don't need welders anymore. because no, they got a machine. We don't need CNC machinists. We need actual machinists. Yeah, you need, but not a CNC type. There'll always be a place in the world for a real machinist. Yeah, you bank on that. Yeah, you're always going to need a manual machinist every day. I mean, even even in my latest work, like motor companies had figured out a way to make motors so cheap that the word like repairing them was infeasible. Yeah, and then we weren't we weren't getting work for whatever yeah. reason. And I was like, you know what? I don't really have a future, man. I gotta, I gotta move on. Well, they're a manual shop, right? Where you work, right? Yeah. Where you used to work. Yeah, oh, I mean, we would, we, some stuff. we would wind like if the motor needed winding, like completely deconstruct and take the wire out and put new wire in that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I done it a lot. I was a winder. Oh man, that's and, the worst job. Which you were in that? You were in the cool part. It wasn't cool where I was at. See, ours at Burford, the wine shop was climate controlled. No, it wasn't that way. There was no, well, where I was at was climate controlled. That was in the servo room. But for the most part, it was just in a shop. Oh, no, in the machine shop where I worked, dude, it was hot. It was hot as hell. And they're talking about uh, two ten thousandths tolerance. Yeah. It's like, dude, how am I supposed to do it in the heat? 
Yeah, I'm like, the, the heat itself gonna fluctuate this metal to 10,000. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Uh, and so, man, like, when, when you think about your future, when you think about jobs, like, uh, I would agree. Like, I don't know if um, a college degree is the way to go anymore. Unless you're trying to do a more skilled job, but really, do we need more lawyers? Do we need more? That's the only thing we really need more college degrees in is teachers and nurses, man. Yeah. We don't need no more engineers right now. We really don't, man. We don't need no more engineers. We don't need no more. And so, but like, even like when people make the argument, like, uh, take a dirty jobs guy, whatever his name is. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. He's my hero. I like Mike Rowe too, but like even in the past couple of years with the advent of technology, I don't even completely agree with what he said anymore. It's like instead of going to college, why don't you get a trade school degree and go out and be a welder or, you know, Gotta be plumber, an electrician. 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 That's that's those trades, yes, will be around, but you have to be careful when you're thinking about your future with that because yeah. it may not be there. And you're gonna break your back being an electrician in the beginning. Oh, you're gonna be a little you're gonna yeah. be a petty man. Yeah. Gopher. There ain't there ain't no terminating big big boxes when you're when you're first starting out. Mm-mm. There's none of that ass time. That's all. You got to pull this this five cable strand of wire all the way this five hundred and fifty yard pull. Yeah. Better get started. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta work your way up, man. Like a plumbing, that's still that's still a thing, man. You gonna there's always gonna be a need for a plumber. I think they'll always. I don't know how long it'll last, but I think it'll last longer than probably long enough for us to retire. Is anything to do with like carpentry or building a house? Yeah, building houses. Gotta have houses built. Yeah, I mean that goes right into plumbing or electricity, man. You gotta have those things if you're gonna live there. I think a new industry that could be coming in the next couple of years man it's going to be him I saw those signs when I was heading up to Tennessee for the tomato fest yeah man like, him, uh, him's big like Tennessee had signs up it's like uh, we need farmers to invest and to work in the hemp but the thing about it man is like I, I think like maybe it could legalize in Mississippi and Alabama but it would be totally up to the farmers if they would actually go through with it but the thing about hemp is it actually makes a better T-shirt? It makes better cotton product. Yeah. It make it makes more oxygen. It makes uh, makes more oxygen in less space, more paper in less space than trees. So I mean, it's coming, dude. It's either coming or we're gonna miss the boat. So man, I thought, but in the same breath man like if you look at city jobs and I hear like people pushing for a $15 an hour minimum wage that's gonna bring that's gonna that's, inflate that's gonna, that's gonna so inflate much. things but like people you know who, who really want to consider and like push minimum wage raising it was like well there really hasn't been a good minimum wage raise in 15 years yeah, dude. I can't argue with that but look dude we've already had inflation and if like you want to give equally $15 an hour dude do you understand like a McDonald's cheeseburger is going to be like 10 bucks a minimum wage job was never meant to be a career and people are making minimum wage jobs careers that's the problem that's the problem 
that is the main problem right now is everybody's like, man, I've worked at such and such fast food joint for five years and I'm still only making $10 an hour. Why, okay. why do you think that like Jack's and I mean just some of the local McDonald's, Taco Bell or however national chain you want to say, yeah. why do you think they throw in opportunities like college degree? Because they want, they want you to go where you can open the door for more kids and they want you tied into the system they want you to they want you tied into McDonald's tied in with colleges student loans student loan is one of the biggest crises we have right now dude it's worse than unemployment rate yeah it's awful but the thing about it like I don't know like if I were to say that if I were to go in the office and say that I'll just obliterate student loans to make it to where nobody owes anything that that money has to be paid and yeah. I think that would increase taxes yeah and so you can't like, just wipe it out you can't just wipe it out we need a plan yeah there needs to be when, something there needs to be like maybe you can't do interest or maybe like on tax breaks like you get like on a percentage of what you paid you get a tax break for it and you can throw that tax break back at it yeah. I don't know how that should work yeah I don't know how it'll go but you don't need to obliterate it no because that's that's debt. That is, because that's money owed. That's money owed. That's real money. You can't just say it doesn't exist. Because it was created to give to you, does not mean that it's yours to dispose of. And another thing that I wanted to touch on you while we're off the deep end on oh, yeah. political is the pharmaceutical. Now, once again, I am not emphasizing the use of marijuana. No. I'm not promoting. I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying as is, is there is an outbreak of people taking anxiety, depression, sleeping medication, and all kind of different drugs that come with, uh, I don't I don't know how to call I don't want to say mental disorder, but it would almost be a pl- completely obliviated if a little marijuana was involved. Well, if, if, if you, if, if they would go ahead, let's just go ahead and talk about statistics. Because in Colorado, the opioid crisis is down since they legalized marijuana. And here, here locally, dude, opioids is prevalent. You know what that is? It's because when you want to get somebody off painkillers, what do you prescribe them? Another painkiller, just not. Yeah. Suboxone. Suboxone or whatever the hell. Yeah. And it's worse than the actual painkiller. You know, you, you put people on methadone. And then when they try to wean themselves off of that, where do they go? Heroin. Heroin, yeah. And then you have a heroin crisis. And we wonder why these things are. It's because, listen, this has been going on for far too long. When they called a war on drugs back during Nixon, that was a fuck-up. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a war on us, man. It wasn't a war on drugs. That That wasn't the case, man. Like... Drugs. I'm not. I'm not promoting cocaine. I'm not promoting anything. I'm just saying that. Well, let's just go ahead and call it, man. If it comes from the ground, boom. you're good with it. Boom. If it comes from the ground. It's not gonna hurt you. That's it. It's a release. Yeah. If it comes from the earth. And what? What did What did Damian Marley say? If it comes from the birth, it's the greatest worth. That's Ben Harper. Yeah, he covered yeah, that. Ben Harper. Yeah. Yeah, burn one down. Yeah. Absolutely. 
if you don't like my fire, then don't come around. That's right. I'm going to burn one down. And the thing about it, man, we got all these people. You, you, got, you got towns where stores are closing, but they're going to leave the pharmacy open where yeah. people can get their pills. Yeah. Because you got such a such a dependency on pharmaceuticals, and if we would just go back to be back in the day, like back in the day, we used natural medicines, mm-hmm. and people live. We ate natural food, natural medicine, and everybody lived longer and was healthy. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. Check this out. Is um, with all this. Man, I call it uh, first century, or not first century, but I call it first world uh, plague. Is we get so plagued by the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, you got a headache? Well, take this Tylenol. Boom. Resolve. You're you're going in a nasty area? Use this Germex. And now you got people that are immune to antibiotics because they've used so much Germex. It's it's creating we're we're so clean. Those are our teachers. Yeah, we're so clean. They're and making healthy. them use it, but they want to use it. They want to use it because it, it. I don't have because to go we wash pushed my hands. It. Yeah, I don't have to go wash my hands with soap. I can just a little germex, a little alcohol, yeah, a little alcohol, a little rubbing alcohol on my hand, and yeah, I can go on about it my day. Smells good. It smells like lavender. Yeah, it smells. I'm clean now. I just got I got poop under my fingernails and. Yeah. You know, no telling what else, but so I got this Germex. And even if you want to go into what's being taught in schools right now. Every time you touch something, Germex. We went Germany in the fifties, man. I mean we've been we've been the same dirty as we've been. Yeah. Why aren't we so why aren't we so gross now? To where we gotta have all this alcohol white, bleach wipe. Where what What's caused everything to where you got like? I don't know, man. There, I would think you say with Hollywood and models? Yeah, it's 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 people's idea of beauty and magazines, magazines and billboards. Check this and, out, man. It's like if we were to go right down the road, I could take you to a creek where I used to swim as a child. Yeah. Now we couldn't swim now because it's not deep enough. Yeah. But. Would you be grotesque, or would you be like, man, it looks like a good time, man, if it was like a summer day? Under Coal the bridge fire. right down the road? Yeah. Coal fire bridge? Coal fire. I'd jump in it. You know why? I think, number one, because you know what coal fire is. It's going to be the coldest water. Coldest water you're going to find. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then number two, it's like, it is, in fact, a good time. Yeah, it is a good time. I mean, is it fun? To- is it funner with a lot of people when you had water high enough to have a little swing underneath the bridge? Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think we're completely freaked out. Like, think about this, man. Think about us not knowing what it is, though, and looking at it like, think about us being an outsider. Let's say somebody's never heard of anything, never been here, don't know nothing about this area. You know, hey, we're about to go swim this creek. And they go down there, and they see Coal Fire Creek. What is that person going to say? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we're, you know we're, we're from here. So I can be like, oh, hell yeah, I'll be in there in a minute. But then somebody else from some other state is like, mm, yeah, there's probably washing machines under that bridge oh, there. Oh, man. I love this. Uh, can we go here for a second? Is like the rich history between here and reform 
with communities like Palmetto Friendship and Hotshot. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the story, which is true, um, with Three Bridge Road? I remember, dude, I vaguely, it's been years. It's been a long time. Okay, so that is almost in reform. Like, if we were to get in the... I used to drive down it all the time. If we were to get in the truck right now, I could take you right to it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, um, I stumbled... Just drink beer on it all the time. Yeah, same, man. Yeah. I, I scared them one time. Like, I, it was so bad, it was like I was outnumbered. I don't know why I spooked them, but... Yeah. But anyway, do you remember, it was 10, 15 years ago, there was... I don't remember what they called themselves. It was, uh, they were uh, supposed devil worshippers. That would uh, sacrifice on the middle bridge, on Three Bridge Road. I, I remember the story, yeah. I don't, you know. And so, like, they sacrificed, like, a cat or a dog one time. Like a animal like Yeah, that. some sort of animal, yeah. And uh, they poured blood out on the bridge. And all this and that. It was, there was a big hailstorm about that. You know how it is around here. Yeah, well, yeah, everybody. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh yeah, holy, holy, holy. Um, oh. Now, like, later... Like, that caught my attention, and so like, I started riding through there. I was like, I just want to see for myself. Yeah. And, like, one time I stumbled up, and they had, like, I don't know if they were just coming up or out or what they were doing. Like, they were going in, but, yeah. like, I walked up on them. Or I didn't walk up, I drove through them. Yeah. Like, as they were going down underneath the bridge, dude, and they just scattered like a bunch of cowards. Like, what was, yeah. you, what was you, I mean... You got the rip, dude. I should be scared of you. Yeah, I mean, you're the, you're the one. You're the man. one, like, slaying cats and, like, spilling blood over here. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that. I just, man, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of small town shit involved there. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember this. It was extremely small, and I knew the guys that were in it, but the Piss Bandits, they were mainly local to here. Like, it was from Kennedy to about Palmetto. I've heard of it, yeah. Well, they would, uh... It was just a bunch of, like, they were late teenagers, uh, maybe drinking age. And they would go hang out at the bridge. And they would, like, bust bottles and, like, spray paint the bridge. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, like, they would, um, they would write, there was one bridge they put piss bandits on and then they, like, um, you know, put a dick on it. Yeah. Dick and balls or something, something like that. Just kid shit. Yeah. And they done it on another bridge and then, like, it started getting kind of hot and then they they yeah. broke off but yeah, yeah. I mean you, you get that every now and then around here um yeah no hate no I mean I did some weird weird shit when I was uh younger in Pickens County oh yeah I said like I was telling you here man I was like we well, used to do some crazy stuff right here in this house yeah and you know we were talking I'm like I think I've been here before I used to I used to hang out with people right down the street. Shit. Simpsons, friendship. Yeah, that was a little right there. Yeah, right down the street, yeah. See, I'm pretty sure I've been here once once upon a time. I wouldn't put it past you, dude. Like wild the, parties. Uh, the biggest party we ever threw here. Like, um usually on a we we threw down like uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then like if you wanted to hang out on Sunday, you yeah. could to like recover. Yeah, it was like a recovery day, and um, Thursday would be like the lowest night. It would be like eight people, and then like uh, Friday it would usually be eight again, but it could be upwards to forty. Yeah, oh yeah. And then Saturday, same thing. Usually yeah. just the usual, maybe could be sixty. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
the invitation was there. Yeah, you know, if you if you found out, I remember I remember hearing a party there. I mean, I remember hearing back in the day, party out at Alan Aldridge's. I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, and we just lived right around the street from each other. Yeah, yeah. it was just right down there. But yeah. like, man, there was this one time like we had a. Uh, it was an absolute blowout. It was accidental. We didn't plan it. South Lamar was playing basketball, so we knew the cops would be up there. Yeah. And uh, they had been watching the house mm. for some time. Like, I used to work at the truck stop. Yeah. And um, he, the sheriff at the time in the area, I think of Millport, maybe Kennedy, I don't know how all that works with South Lamar, but he come up to me to one stop, and he was like, I almost got you last night. And I was like, excuse me? He said, oh, I about had you last night. And I was like, I ain't no in-between, brother. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. That would have been my next plan. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> right? And so, I mean, the heat was always there. And then there was one Friday night. We had like 120 people here. Like, the backyard was like a used car lot. Yeah. And we had people, like, there's a trail. You can't see it. But, like, you could go down... And, like, the trail was filled up. There were p- people parked at the, the crossroads yeah. right there. And um, and there was people down in the driveway. And, of course, they caught word of it. And, like, I think the thing was full-blown and going for maybe an hour before yeah. we had to shut it down. Do you remember? They, it seems like maybe we're just old and don't know where they are anymore. You don't see kids having wild ass parties like we used to have back in the day anymore. I think they do it different. Like uh, there was one time, it was last summer. I expect to see it again. It was around football season when it gets a little cooler. But uh, I was riding dirt roads one night, and I come up with a group of about I would say maybe twenty five four wheelers. Okay. And that's how they done it. Like they were mobile, but like. With what you're saying, I don't know, like, uh, maybe it's not that we're invited anymore, or maybe we just don't know. Maybe we're just not in the know anymore? That's probably what it is. Like, I'll go do some wild after parties, you know, after the bar closes down and stuff, but that's, that's all grown folks, you know, we're all, we're all hoping and praying we wake up for work tomorrow. Yeah. Kind of after parties. No, I don't even drive, you know, driving through old neighborhoods where... We used to throw parties. I don't see nobody throwing parties and stuff, man. I'm like, what are these kids doing? That's what I want to know. I'd like to say maybe they're playing video games because supposedly you can make $3 million doing it. They, what is it, Twicker or something? Twister? Twicker? Oh, Flicker or mm, something? No, it's, uh, that game was called, uh, Fortnite. Oh, no. I'm talking about the streaming site, you know, where you can stream yourself playing video games. I think that is Flickr. Yeah. Flickr, that's right. Yeah. And people pay you to sit there and watch you play video games. Now, I've seen some, you know, I've seen some girls. Have you ever been that guy? Dude, I remember growing up, and, like, it was me and my brother. And I used to, like, tell my brother like bullcrap excuses to get him off of the computer or yeah. off of the Xbox so I could play it so that he would be off wondering for yeah. however long yeah. I was trying to get I'm not going to pay to watch somebody else play no hell no I'm going to play myself I'll play yeah I will play and maybe talk to you about how I played 
But I don't want to watch you play. I'm not gonna pay you to watch, sit there and watch you play. I think it's like, uh, I think there's a lot of perfectionists out there now. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like if I were to tell you that I were to beat a game, yeah, I would need to 100 percent it. Oh, you would need to play every chapter, every. And I would need to get every. every get everything done yeah before you said hey I beat this game yeah I feel like I completely beat it at that time even yeah. if it takes like I don't know 500 man hours so when you're playing a video game do you start off on easy or do you start off on normal um the hardest one the hard you start off with the hardest one see I, I had friends <clears throat> I've never been a big gamer the latest game I can tell you about is Dark Souls and so like That's a good one. Dark Souls doesn't have a difficulty Okay. You start on, I guess, what would be called normal, which is hard for a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people don't get through with it. And I beat that, and then it increases in difficulty, and you beat that, and it increases in difficulty, and so on. Yeah. But, like, um, I have 100% completed Dark Souls 1 and 2, and I'm working on 3. But uh, my power drive went out. So I don't, ah. I don't, I haven't played video games in months. But, like, when I eventually get around to buying a new one, I'll finish it. Like, I have that PlayStation 3 that the only thing I use it for is Blu-rays. That's mainly what I use my things for, but, like, um, I don't know. I get a challenge. Like, uh, I grew up in a gaming community. Yeah. And, like, when somebody tells me there's a game that I can't beat. No, no, I'm about to. And I'm not only going to beat it, I'm going to, like, 100% it. Okay. And then I'll send them, like, the clip... I'll be like, 100% completion. I'll be like, there. There's your game. I completely destroyed it. Yeah. You said it was hard. Uh, yeah, I thought you said this game was hard, man. You know? I Man, I'm, like, I played uh, shooters in Grand Theft Auto. I was the same way with, like, Halo. Like, Halo 3, do you remember SWAT? Yeah. That's all I played, and, like, we would do duos, and, like, I, would only, I was in a clan, and there were only certain people I would log on with and play oh yeah yeah because well, it was all about the rank yep and I remember for the longest time man the highest I ever climbed is I was number 8 nice nice dude that but, is impressive but usually like man I would be anywhere from the 20s to 50s and like that 8 just come from like grinding for my 8 hours straight do you get into those uh, uh micro purchase games on your cell phone nope. at all you don't you don't do the PUBG I don't do any of that. I tried to play PUBG for a while, man. It's like cell phone Call of Duty. Oh, well. And, I mean, it's... Uh, meh. It's all right. Yeah. It, it's... I never was a Call of Duty guy. Really? I, I did a Mary... Uh, I, I would play... Um, like, I've always been an Xbox guy, as you can see, but... Um, I would go over to my friend's house and we'd play PlayStation. Yeah. And we would play, um, like, I like Call of Duty up to Modern Warfare 2. Okay. I don't know what happened after that. Then they started releasing zombies. Yeah. I like killing zombies. Though. And I enjoyed zombies. And so we would go over there and play, like, the PlayStation 3, and we would kill zombies. That's, that's all I do on my Call of Duty now is kill zombies. But um, it wasn't exactly fun or fulfilling. No, because you're not, you're, you're not, you, I mean, you just got to shoot these things that are stupid. Yeah. They're stupid. They're not trying to shoot you back. And eventually you're going to die. Yeah, they're going to kill you. They're going to keep piling in on you until yeah. you can't take them anymore. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I would I would do that. But I mean, the idea of making three million dollars playing a video game blows my mind. And let's wrap up right here. I want to go back to Woodstock one more time because that's what the episode was, I yeah. guess, about. Yeah. Is um. The lineup was awesome. If they could have pulled it off. And that that was the thing that I was gonna be most impressed with, and why I wanted to be there so bad, is like when I throw out a number like one point two million. I yeah. almost I almost feel like that would sell it short. I believe it would too. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it would be at least shit at least three million man. Three million people, and I guarantee you there wouldn't be one fight. I would hope not, but I think that's what they were afraid of. I think they it wouldn't be peaceful. I don't think it would, man. Cause like this is the idea I want to leave you with. I want to I want to talk about this as we walk out the door. Is um, there are a few things that it transcends all of life. Few things. Unfortunately, love isn't one. Love it love only goes it, it only goes with two. But music transcends everything. It transcends time. If you were born in 1962 and I was born in 1990, we can have... Y'all probably listen to some of the same artists. And we can respect each other. And I can show you new things and you can show me new things. It transcends time. It transcends religion. Yeah. I can get by with that. Because I can sing and, like, have an emotional experience or however you want to put it, singing a religious song. Yeah. And I can sing another religious song about a religion I don't care anything about and still have a fine time. still have an experience. Yeah. may not be the same experience, but you'll have an experience. Yeah. Same way with seeing a band that you don't like. Yeah. You, you may not and that's the same thing about it like what I was telling you at the beginning with Tool is like I'm not a big Tool fan but like uh, I like having Tool fans on and I like having Tool fans around same with Deftones or other bands like because that because you want to know you, you somewhere in the back because I, re- I respect the hell out of it yeah like I, I do I do in fact enjoy it would it be something that I would play in my stereo when I'm riding by myself maybe not I can get down with that. But like, if but if me and you were on a road trip, and like I put you in charge, you you would play the song, or play a song or two of theirs, and I would let it pass by, and then I would help you with pause and about to play another Tool song, yeah. and then kind of give a story. Yeah, I'm like, dude. So this is what he's kind of talking about here. Like, let's say I go Rosetta Stone. That's off Ten Thousand Days the most recent album yeah and I'm like okay this is about a guy that sent Maynard a letter about an acid trip that he experienced yeah and Maynard wrote lyrics about this acid trip right and that's how you get Rosetta Stone cause you know they were talking about they were back and forth with the aliens you know yeah comes to and he's right outside Area 51 with some kind of blue creature and if we were to put Rosetta Stone on right now and I would totally appreciate the song yeah and it's because I had a fan 
who knew the backstory of the song that could explain it and make yeah. it meaningful. It it was a song. Red Stone is just a tune that made somebody's like, dude, I was tripping acid, and all this happened, and Maynard's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And now the new Tool single that they've released right now is different. It's okay. I'm anxious to hear the rest of the album. I heard some of the... Uh, I've heard some of it live without lyrics. That's a weird way to hear it. They would... They, they, like, I was standing at Voodoo out in the field and in between one of the songs they were doing this like music that I never heard before. I was just trying it out. And I'm like, is this what I thought it was like an intro so the best way I've heard the new tool song Fear Inoculum describe was instrumental is a bonus track from 10,000 Days (laughs) I hate to say that out loud but that's that is the most accurate way I've heard that song described and now some of the other ones, I can't. the The titles of the songs that they played live leave me now. But they played some songs live, and supposedly, uh, Danny Carey was in an interview and said the last song on the album is twenty one minutes. Said that the album only has eight tracks, and it's. 44 minutes long. Yeah. So them some long-ass songs, man. Yeah. Fear Inoculum is one of the shortest ones on the album. Yeah, man. And it's 10 minutes and 21 seconds. How do you expect that to get radio play? You don't. They don't want it to be. They want it... That's the purpose. Even though they're releasing, they've released their music on streaming services that's why I think that them releasing their things on Spotify now is timely and it's so smart because it built so much hype within Tool fans yeah now everybody like we're talking about it right now and I'm not even a Tool fan and I know it yeah you know what I'm saying like I know it's accessible because they're they're they're, they 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 kept themselves just relevant enough to where when they did something big they could pop right back in the spotlight and they were just far enough away not to just make anybody everybody could do that, though. want it not just anybody could do that because they, they created that such a Tool is very methodical in the way they do things every album even with Opiate in the beginning that album it's not as well put together as their later albums as they grow more as a band they get more and more peculiar so that makes them more and more interesting okay yeah that that obscurity is um it's weird to me it's weird because they're not like, trying to be take famous this, take this is uh Dave Grove savior rock and roll apparently can you argue? Cannot. 
cannot. And so his thing with Foo Fighters was like when he wrote those first couple of singles that were hits. Yeah. He didn't think so. No, they're they're killing it. Everybody's anticipating a new Foo Fighters album. <laughs> and even now, like he didn't think that that was going to be a thing. It's just because, dude, he's so he he's he's the Keanu Reeves of rock and roll. And going back to Dave Chappelle, Comedy Central was about to write him a check for twelve point five million dollars. He said no nah. to do comedy, and he's like, Mm-mm. "Nah, you know what? I'm good actually." Yeah. And then he went crazy and disappeared for a while. I don't know if he went crazy. I think he. I think he went back right because his stand-ups now. Have you watched? He's got a new one coming out. It's ridiculous, man. So good. They're so good. And he's swole. Dude, he fucking... Well, he's a brand new fella. Yeah, he's a new dude. You know, he was a little beanpole guy. Yeah. Now he's like, I'm Dave Chappelle. You know? I love Dave Chappelle. I love him, dude. I, I, I mean... I, he, I quote Dave Chappelle's show almost every day of my life. He, he did it right, <laughs> though. He's like, oh, no. This is way too much money. For me to be a comedian, I'm gonna step back. Cause like, there's comedians out here came and buy dinner tonight, yeah. and you're giving me twelve point five million dollars to do comedy. And you hear what he says about like Key and Peele when they done their uh, sketch comedy on yeah. Comedy Central. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're doing my show. They're it's my show. Yeah, they're doing sketch. That's my that's me. I could be doing it better. Yeah. And I can't argue. I'm not saying... No, I can't, no, I can't no. say they're not good. They're not... Yeah, they're not bad. I enjoy it, but... Yeah, it's funny. They ain't Dave Chappelle, though. No. No. Dave Chappelle is a hilarious... He is, he is a modern version of Eddie Murphy. That's crazy you say that, man. Like, you think about Nutty Professor. Oh, yeah. And, like, to take it even further back, think of Steve Martin... Do you remember Steve the, Martin was hilarious. Do you remember his movies would not fly today? No. Do you remember the movie The Jerk? Oh yeah. When he was like raised into an African American family, yeah. and when at the very beginning when he was found as a street bum and what he said, yeah, that would not no, fly. You couldn't do that. No, no. Matter of fact, that come up in a recent interview with Steve Martin. It was like, what do you think about that? And he was like, I was hoping it was forgotten. You know. Yeah, I was hoping nobody bring it up. Thanks. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr., like, when he was... You uh, can't go full-on retard? Not even that, but even, like, putting on makeup and playing a black man and then being constantly called out by the only black man in the film. Do you think that was something that could be getting gotten away with? Not not today. Not with the, not with the temperature with the snowflakes. Not, not in 2019, man. We're in a weird world right now, man post-truth man yeah like everything's been done nobody's sensitive and nobody's concerned let's sign out right there yeah. cool I'm cool with it John we went off the deep end we definitely went off the deep end out in the woods out in the sticks it's been another episode of Porch Talk man, it's always awesome I appreciate you coming on, my brother. Always, man. Anytime. We're out of here. News and notes. Well, that's about the end of that trail. We never did catch that rabbit, so we'll just have to try again sometime.
I would ask that you would rate, review, leave a comment, subscribe. Follow us on the social medias if you're bad. And if you don't, we should start sending out goons to just take your phone and do it for you. How's that grab you? All right, we're going to walk this thing out the door with some music. You remember me telling you about a bad little kitty? All right, that is that album by Taylor Hollinsworth. It's an older album, and uh, this is a song called Shout It Out. Peace out. Some